This Total Sports Two Oceans Marathon podcast is brought to you by Total Sports, the official sponsors of the Total Sports Two Oceans Marathon on the 15th of April. Hello everybody, I'm Louis Kappas with another edition of the Total Sports Two Oceans Marathon podcast and what a pleasure to welcome the defending champion from the Total Sports Two Oceans Marathon, Gerda Stein. Gerda, how are you? Good day and good day to all the listeners. I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. Um, I'm very well and currently preparing for the Total Sport to Oceans Ultra Marathon, so I can't complain. <laughs> Fantastic. We've been chasing you around the world since you won last year, but we will get into that in a minute or two. Let's start off. For our international listeners, you were born and grew up on a farm in Boerteville. Tell people, first of all, where Boerteville is, those people that don't know, and uh, explain how a world-class athlete came out of a tiny little dorp. <laughs> That's right, yes. I was born and raised in a small town called Boerteville. Now, for, like you say, for the international runners, um, if you think about the map of South Africa and you look at the exact heart of the country and uh, where it's very, very flat and we, when your dog runs away, you can still see it for like days on end. It's a flat plateau, um, quite high altitude. It's about 1,400 meters above sea level, but flat, flat country and uh, completely farmland. I also grew up on a farm where my parents um, still are. And um, that's where I started my uh, journey through life, I guess. Um, I also went to school in a small school um, and then I moved on to study as a quantity surveyor, still in the free state, <laughs> but um, to a slightly bigger town in Bloemfontein. Um, but yes, um, growing up, I never really sort of um, was very much into running or um, athletics um, specific. I always enjoyed sport. I always um, participated uh, in anything I could find and um, just sort of to do it with my friends and to be active but um yeah it was only later in life where the where the real running bug bit me growing up on a farm in a small little town how much of the rest of the world were you actually exposed to in your early youth? You know what it is like um, as a kid. You always dream about the city life and the, the night lights and the, the big schools and everything. But if I look back, to me, in my opinion, there's no better place to grow up as a child um, than so close in nature um, with amongst animals. Um, really just like life in such a pure form. So um, it was far, far away from how my life changed and how it turned out um, today. But I don't regret anything about growing up in such a small town and on a farm. Um, I think um, as a child, you just learn to appreciate nature and you learn to appreciate being active in a way that's not um, anything to do with competitiveness. And um, that I'm really grateful for, for my upbringing. Um, being active and being outdoors was always such a part of me, but uh, I was never forced to do it. I was never pushed into doing something that, that's purely just for winning um, purposes or competition. So I think I really learned to appreciate um, the nature and being outside and making it part 
of my daily life with, without thinking about it. So I can't say I regret anything with my upbringing. So um, very grateful for those early years of learning um, all these things. And then also life on the farm is hard, you know. It's <laughs> it's tough on the farm. You're so exposed to what nature brings and, and the, so much and that's out of your control. So it taught me to be strong and to face adversity and to face challenges in life. So, yes, that's that's sort of my, my background. So you're on the farm. You're dreaming of maybe one day going to the big city. You don't choose Johannesburg, Cape Town, or even Bloemfontein. You choose Dubai. I mean, of all the cities in the world, the culture shock from Bourteville to Dubai must have been completely unrealistic to you. It was an absolute culture shock. You're 100% correct. Um, I studied, like I said earlier, to be a quantity surveyor. And I guess um, being in the building and construction world, you see Dubai as the, the ideal place to learn and to, to go to and to experience massive construction on such a scale that you you can you can't even fathom it if you haven't seen it with your own eyes so um in 2014 i got the opportunity um for a job in dubai and i just grabbed it with both hands i remember that day so well um packing my two bags as a young early 20 year old and uh, just taking on the big city life and and seeing how it it turns out and and making myself um open to some new adventures in life um but it's actually really interesting how life worked out because really moving to dubai it it opened my eyes to what i love about our country it Actually, the funniest thing is I never really ran. I wasn't a runner um, by any means, maybe a little bit here and there when I left in South Africa. But I moved to Dubai and immediately when I moved there, I met a bunch of um, all uh, expats from all around the world. And that's where my my passion for running started because they were really passionate about two oceans in South Africa. And they would come year after year to compete in these, in these races. And they were telling me how incredible the running scene and the running community is in my own country that I didn't even know about. And really moving away is actually what brought me back. And um, I'll always be very grateful grateful for for that because um, it was an unexpected turn that my life took but uh, I don't regret anything and, and it's really really special to have seen the world and the outside our country but still being able to appreciate what we've got here in South Africa because it is very very special the running community. It sure is but Hannah what is the most remarkable thing for me when I was doing my research for this podcast was the fact that as you mentioned briefly now as a 20 year old it's kind of sort of when you started running and then obviously became competitive. Now, there are very few athletes in any form of sport anywhere in the world that reach the levels that you've reached by starting so late in their career. And I'm 20 years young, but in terms of an athlete, that's really late. It's remarkable. It is late. It really is. And growing up, I mean, I loved sports and I dreamed about you know, being good in some form of sport. But when I say dream about it, it's not like it was a goal for me for, say, to work towards. It wasn't just a dream. Like I was dreaming about how amazing it would be to, to be able to be a sports person, but not really believing and thinking that it would happen to me. But as I started training and more specific running and 
sort of having goals, um, set times in mind and, and f- um, joining a group that sort of had a structure behind them. I just started improving really rapidly and the improvement just kept on going and going. And um, it, it got to a point where um, I really had to make a decision whether I'm going to pursue this newfound talent or newfound passion. Um, or whether I'm just going to keep doing it as a, as a hobby. And in the beginning, it was still quite daunting because, um, like you say, I didn't have a background in athletics. I didn't have these fast times on the track, perhaps, or a cross country athlete. Um, I didn't have any of that. And I sort of had to just take a stick in the dark. And, um, it was daunting at the time, but everything just showed that I should be doing it. And I really, really loved the journey. I loved the everything about running how it made me feel the bonds i started um, forming with with other runners and also the science behind it the the graphs and seeing the splits and the um the improvements and all of that it just grabbed me from the first day and it's still the same so i don't regret not starting earlier in my life i'm enjoying it at this stage in my life I wouldn't change anything and I wouldn't start it earlier because today I still feel fresh and I still feel fairly new to the sport that I can learn a lot and um, that the possibilities are endless for me. So I'll try my best to keep doing it for as long as I possibly can. I guess this uh, social bunch of friends that introduced you to running must be quite envious now. Thought, oh, well, we'll just get this young poppy from South Africa and she'll just run along with us. We don't have to really worry about her. She's never run before. <laughs> they must be a bit envious now. Think, why did we even introduce you to the sport? <laughs> yes, I don't know if it's envy. Um, I think they all just loved being part of this crazy, crazy process and seeing me sort of um, getting stronger and getting faster. And we're still friends today. I'm still friends with many of the runners who started running with me way back then in 2014. Actually, it's quite funny because I can still run with them and I can, I still try to put time aside to train with them when I can and when I'm in the same town as them. So, um, not much has changed in, in, in a way, but of course, my times have gotten much, much faster. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just a, an incredible journey, I think, for everyone who witnesses it. Let's go back then to 2022 and that magnificent victory of yours in the Total Sports Two Oceans Marathon. I clearly remember as if it was yesterday as you ran from second into first place, what was about two or three so kilometers away from the end. And you just looked so fresh and so ready. And then, of course, uh, in that magnificent time last year, just recount the feeling that you had because the smile on your face was enormous. Oh, even thinking about it now and even you explaining it just in two sentences, it just gives me goosebumps again. I think um, it's a moment that I will never, ever forget in my life. Um, Last year was quite a year for me that brought many changes. I changed uh, my team. I changed quite a few um, uh, things around me. And um, last year was, you know, there's always a transition period. So the Two Oceans Ultramarathon last year was was really, really special for me. And it was something that I really wanted to go to do well in. <laughs> um, even though I've won it two times before, it didn't guarantee anything. Um, the competition was fierce. The the, the field the women's field was probably the strongest that we've ever seen in the history of the 
total sports to Ocean's Ultra Marathon. Um, but still, I just wanted to to have a good experience and, and of course, um, bring home that third victory. So um, earlier on in the race, I did go through quite a rough patch. Uh, Constantia Neck, uh, I felt it. I promise you, I felt it. <laughs> and it wasn't, like you say, until two kilometers from the finish that I managed to get back into the lead and... Oh, I can remember it like it was yesterday. Um, I went into the lead and I knew that this is probably the most important two kilometers of my entire athletics career. And I just focused on getting there in as good a shape as I possibly could. Um, but it was only when I got into the fields of uh, the University of Cape Town that I saw the clock and I knew that I was within the record time. Um, I could count the seconds with the clock and I knew even if I slowed down a little bit on the grass I would still make it under the old course record and um, it was just an incredible feeling um, there weren't even crowds there was still um, quite a lot of COVID restrictions but I can assure you every single person who had access to those fields whether it was medical personnel or commentators or anyone who was around they just came out to scream and cheer me on and it was just an incredible feeling it was it is something that I can't explain it is an out of your body experience and um, I was just so so happy that I was able to to do the business and um, to share it with so many people watching and so many people who supported me it's it's really something special and I will never forget that moment it's interesting that you say you had a patch in the race where things weren't going so well because obviously when you watch the race on television you don't see all 56 kilometers but you see quite a bit and it looked as though from kilometer one to kilometer 56, it seemed as though you were in exactly the same pattern as you were from start to finish. <laughs> I think as an athlete, it's quite an important trait to have to be able to hide your emotions. I won't say to fool your competitors, but you don't want to show all your cards when you're running. So I think as an athlete, you're quite fortunate if you're able to do that, to just keep your composure, whether or not you are going through a rough patch. Um, I'm, I practice that. I think about that during training. I think about um, it during the race when I'm going through a rough patch and when I'm going through a, a easier patch, I try to tell myself to to still keep the same composure and um, not to give too much emotion away. And I think that really carried me through. Um, when I, when I went through a bad spot in the race about the marathon mark. So through Hope all the way up to the top of Constantia neck. But again, I just tried to think of what I can possibly do to keep myself on the road in the best possible way and to not give up. That's the most important thing, not, not, not to give up. You have that mental strength. When your physical strength goes, you have to have the mental strength. And then you can, like in many races and many runners will tell you that it's possible to recover. So you just have to sort of believe that and wait for, for better kilometers um, and then continue uh, as, you, as you do and, and um, not let it derail you from, from your goals to finish the race. And I guess more so than in any other sports, it's not where you are during the race. It's where you are when you cross the finish line, because you don't need to be in the lead of an ultramarathon like the Two Oceans total sports race to come through as the victor. I mean, in your case, 54 kilometers or so, 
you were not in the lead. It's the last two kilometers in your run that was the most important of all. Yes, that is 100% true. There is a saying that says it's not about how you start. It's all about how you finish. And it is very, very true. Um, I think, though, uh, last year specifically, um, I knew coming into the race, I had a bit of a target on my back, if I can um, put it in that way. Um, I know I have won the race twice um, the previous times. Um, and it does give you a target on your back, whether you want it or not, or whether you like it or not. So in the first half of the race, I mean, I was in the lead the entire way um, with a long tail behind me. Um, even some of the male runners um, would sit just right behind me because they know or they believe that um, my pacing will be will be quite accurate and that I'll be not wanting to make early mistakes. So I guess in the beginning I was in the lead, but um, I wouldn't have liked being in the lead for the entire race because that just it, it, it takes quite a lot of energy um it's easier to sit behind other runners and if you're able to run within yourself and there's company around you it's always the best way but uh, it's all about that finish and you it really it two oceans is a difficult race because all the hills is in the second half and uh, you have to conserve so that's really in two oceans it's very very important to make sure that you keep yourself in a way that you can finish strong regardless of the hills and regardless of the fact that it's back end loaded so um, it's a tricky race but um, every year I think you learn and you you learn to run it better and better and it worked out really well for me last year. And I'm hoping to repeat that when the race is on again this year. Uh, you say you had a target on your back, and I understand exactly what you're saying. But explain to me, how difficult is it, or maybe it isn't, because you are Gerda de Steen, that so many people want to run around you because they know the television cameras are on you. They also know that the pace that you're running is a really strong one. Is it an advantage or a disadvantage to have all those guys around you? Because there's no ladies with you because you've generally either left them behind or, as you say, in this instance, you were in the lead for a while, but then dropped back to second and then took the lead again. Is it an advantage or a disadvantage? I think whether you see it as an advantage or a disadvantage uh, depends entirely on yourself. You can look at it and think it is an annoyance, it is disturbing me, it's um, preventing me from doing my own thing, just having a little bit of space around you, or I just turn it around and I think about the fact that having a target on my back means that there's a lot of people who want to see me succeed. There's a lot of people who are supporting me and believe that I can do it. Otherwise, there wouldn't have been a target on my back. So um, I, I don't see it in any way as a negative. To me, it's a big compliment. And to know that people want me to win and people expect from me to be in the lead in a race like that. And having um, company around me on the race, having other runners around me pacing off me also, I see that as a positive because a lot of times in training, I do my training on my own or perhaps with one or two people with me. And in a race where there's so many company around you and so many other athletes you can also feed off and, and use their rhythm to, to keep you going, it's only a positive for me. And I appreciate that. And um, I know that it's coming in a race and I know it's there and um, I take the positives and I leave the negative behind. So that's that's my that's my opinion on it. We're talking to Gerda Steyn, the defending champion of the Total Sports Two Oceans Marathon. Gerda, great sportsmen are completely in acceptance of the fact that 
it's in your mind, it's between your ears quite a lot. Let's go into your mind. What goes through your head when you're running an ultra marathon like the Total Sports Two Oceans Marathon? Is your mind clear of everything or are you continually thinking about your splits? Tell us what it's like. In an ultra marathon, I think it's quite different to a race where it's a shorter distance and it's a race from, from the gun go. In an ultra marathon, there's so much time. There's so many hours on your feet. You really have to work on your mind. And it starts not on the start line. It starts long before the race starts. It starts in training. You have to prepare you, yourself mentally in the same way that you prepare yourself physically. You have to visualize the race long before the start line. You have to think about the times that you're going to spend on your feet. When I'm doing a long run, I, I think about how it will feel when I'm doing this distance in the race, when I get to a certain point in the race what will i be thinking what will i be what 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 will i be feeling what will i be experiencing and that's how you build mental strength you have to train it consciously and you have to be ready for when it gets really tough and you have to expect for it to get really tough because running 56 kilometers is never going to be easy from start to finish you will go through patches where it takes quite a lot out of you and where you have to rely on your mental strength to carry you through so that's how I approach it and um, before the race I make sure that my mind is clear and my mind first and foremost is positive and um, that is how you have to go into the race and then through the race throughout the race I tell myself positive affirmations I, I ask myself how I'm feeling making sure that I'm fueling enough making sure that my my upper body is relaxed and that I'm aware of where I am in the route where I am in terms of distance and what type of effort I'm putting in um, so there's a lot of mental aspects going into a race like this and it's very important to focus on this because the mind is just as important as your physical strength and and one must not oversee it and one must definitely not neglect it so your first win was in 2018 you then followed it up with a win in 2019 then the dreaded COVID arrived in 20 and 21 how difficult was the training for the 2022 oceans uh, marathon and has it been a different training session leading up so far to the 2023 edition I think every year is different. Every year is a different experience. 2018 was such a highlight. Um, I was one of the favorites to win the race, but pr- prior to 2018, I was never, I've never even um, obtained a top 10 position into Ocean. So um, winning 2018 was, it was, it really, it, that was such a moment in my career. And it, I feel like that's where I really realized that perhaps I can be a champion. Perhaps this is destined for me to be an athlete. And then 2019, being able to follow it up um, with another win. Again, it was so different. And um, as you say, um, COVID made everyone <laughs> everyone's calendars look very, very different. So coming back in 2022 was also, again, it, it felt like you have to really not reinvent your training, but um, it, there were so many uncertainties again after not running that long a distance for many, many years. So every single year comes with its own 
set of um, hurdles, its own set of uh, training regimes, um, new, something new that you're trying. Um, so I think that this year, again, it's quite different. Um, it's never been done um, to win the, the two oceans in four, four two oceans in a row. So that, again, brings a complete new dimension for me personally to the race. I appreciate also that it is different every year because it keeps it interesting. Um, it keeps your it keeps you on your toes that's for sure um so yes every year is different i'm really excited about this year it feels to me that this year is quite similar to uh, 2019 because i am planning to do two races quite close to each other eight weeks apart so i'm looking back on um what i did in 2019 a little bit um but still also adjusting it to where i am at this time um, and where I am in terms of my fitness now. So there's always something new to learn. There's always uh, something else to add or maybe something to take away to get you to where you want to be. So very, very exciting. And um, I really can't wait for for the 15th of April. In conclusion, Gerda, um, I don't want to put any more pressure than is already on you, but uh, running for your fourth consecutive win I guess people will expect you to go faster than three hours, 29.42 seconds. I guess that target's no longer on your back. It's from your head to your toes. <laughs> I think you're right. That target is probably now much bigger than just where a dart can fit in. Um, but to be honest, as uh, during my training, I'm not thinking about the record time. I do feel like I am able to run quicker and than what I did last year. I do think so, but it, comes down to the day it comes down to the competition it comes down to the weather there's so many things to take into consideration and i know that the famous bruce fordyce is always saying that one should not chase a record and then give up your win by trying to get to the record time first and foremost is trying to win the race and the record will either come or it won't come but um, for now i'm just focusing on getting myself as strong and fast as possible on the start line and um, hopefully if it all goes to, according to plan, I will be able to run faster than, than last year. But if not, um, then I also have to accept it and try again in another year. So it's very, very exciting and I can't wait to see how the day plays out. And Harry, we can't wait to watch you running Total Sports 2 Oceans Marathon in 2023. Thank you so very much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure and I'm sure we'll chat to you as full-time champion in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks for joining us on today's edition of the Total Sports Two Oceans Marathon podcast, brought to you by Total Sports. This Total Sports Two Oceans Marathon podcast was brought to you by Total Sports, the official sponsors of the Total Sports Two Oceans Marathon on the 15th of April.